Welcome to another edition of the Adjust the Mic podcast. We are episode 181. Welcome back. Back in the 80s um, with my boy T-Dog over here. Greetings. Got a little uh, two-man crew, two-man chew. Hat tip to Colleen. Hat tip, Colleen. She's uh, hanging out with her tucked-in shirt's brother. Her brother's with his tucked-in shirt. (laughs) Birdo style. Um, Colleen, we miss you, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Yes. Maybe we'll even try to call her and give her a hard time. Um, I'm trusting my technology yeah, tonight. Yeah, new tech. Yeah, yeah, I trust it, I think. Um, how you doing, T-Man? Super good. What is this, Super Tuesday good. night? Is it? The 16th, I think? Yes. Um, 2024. We have acai bowls. We just had peanut butter... Flatbreads. It was good. smoothie. Yes. Delicioso. Um, let's uh, get into the show. On this day, uh, there's some... What happened? What? what did, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we got to throw that out there right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. T, you're a genius, sir. January 16th, there are things that happen. You had one of them that you kind of had, you can throw up on the screen. Cool, cool. But... Uh, your turn, the Columbia. Space Shuttle Columbia. It was a final launch of STS-107. On this day in what year? 2003, January 16th. Tragically, the mission ended in a disaster when the shuttle disintegrated upon re-entering the Earth's atmosphere on February 1st, leading to the death of all seven crew members. Um, I remember that. Uh, I think we were... I was working over there at T-Bone Designs, I think, back then, printing T-shirts. Uh, in that little realm of time, and uh, I remember that tragedy. Same. It was. Uh, it was intense, man. Yeah, it was different than when it blew up right over the river here. Two thousand three, man. I mean, it's a long time ago now, but it doesn't seem when you hear that two thousand anything in the two thousand beyonds to me just seems current, yeah. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> but this uh, shuttle, the Columbia, right? Uh, yes, sir. It was, in the Challenger was the one that that we saw blow up. Here over the east. Yeah, and that was in the... This night. one came apart in the Midwest, right? Yep. Columbia? Mm-hmm. So, I wish Chris was here from the previous host because he knows all this stuff like verbatim uh, and very detailed. <laughs> Chris, I miss you right now. So in 1984, they sent a lot of tomato seeds from, uh, I guess, park seeds had something to do with it, and they sent them up into space. And because of speed bumps, they stayed up there for like six years, and they're tomato seeds. And have they been brought back yet? Yes. Do they work? As recently as five years ago, I saw some that that germinated. Okay. And now it's been 40 years, so I guess... uh, That's interesting. Yeah, we're going to try and... I wonder what tests that were conducted while they were in space. Like, were they in a controlled air environment and then released into certain... Think it was type on, of atmospheres. I think it was the effects after that. They planted them on Earth, and they compared. They had a, a lot of schools, like a, I mean, it, oh, going up into zero gravity, maybe as a seed, and then coming back into Earth, and then the, the just the variations on how it grew. Yeah, and, and they had a, like a, a whole bunch of schools. Like, uh, let's see, um, one hundred thirty-two thousand experimental kits were sent to sixty-four thousand teachers in more than forty thousand schools. Involving more than three million students. Anyhow, they they compared con- control groups that didn't go to space, and I don't know what the results were, but I think it was a something spectacular, right? I mean, what if they like it wasn't morphed into something cool? That's what I was trying to think of, like like a, a transformer yeah. type of organic transformer These situation. Have a brain like a venom? Would it be like a symbiote? I think it would tomato, be like a tomato a tomato lot, a frontal lobe kind of development thing, a smart tomato. Like a very smart garden vegetable? Yeah, one that would take offense to the rotten tomatoes thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we should, It needs to take over rotten tomatoes. We're going to try and germinate some. Okay, okay. All right, I'm down. Our buddy has a bunch of, it's in gold packs. Okay. 
Yeah. Seeds. Yes. It's the future, man. Haters. Like, it's kind of cool on Amazon. You see a lot of seed companies just have these starter packs of, like, hundreds of different types of seeds. And, uh, you know, you can just store. And if all shit, you know, happens, you, you know, it. hey. Yeah. Better learn to grow. So you hear the doggy over here? I got to ask, do you eat? Uh, green tomato sandwiches first. Uh, green tomatoes. I've never had a green tomato sandwich. I've had fried green tomatoes. So I've had the unhealthy green tomato very often, and it's delicious. It's like one of my favorite appetizer type of things, if you see it at yeah. the restaurant. I was When I was over there working on Nick's deal off a of dairy, mm-hmm. and it was Tomato Fest, I had a lot of people come up, you know, like stop at the fence and be like, Y'all hey, bro. tomato sandwiches. Dude, I see that every day up there, and it's kind of over... Uh, Tim's place. Off of Old Dixie Highway and Dairy, right? Yes. Uh, there's that little outdoor setup, and I remember when it was actually uh, had plants and was growing, you know, and it was operational. I remember just watching it being built, but I didn't know that you were building it, because I didn't I, know you then. I came in after uh, Lion... Mm. This dude, Lion, who had a green thumb, and he had all kind of stuff going, and it was cool. And I got to learn a bunch of, you know, hubbub. We grew them in the um, the gallon pails. And like airborne, right? Yeah, they were, it was a hydroponic mm-hmm. thing, you know? And I can't wait for us to kind of, we kind of have some supplies for hydroponic, for doing the fish and all that kind of stuff. Aquaponics, and, yeah. Yeah, I want to get into all that, man. Now that the water peeled back. yeah. Definitely. Well, we got the studio. I mean, you not we. You almost have the studio part of it done. Yeah, we're getting uh, close. Hold on, real quick here. We have a little uh, whiner over here, doggy. Oh yeah, she's awesome. Doggy. So we have a new dog, and everybody's gonna see. We have like kind of Beauty and the Beast now. I guess all my other dogs, are, in oh, comparison, yeah. are beast compared to this beautiful. Little Pomsky, the Pomeranian Husky mix, and same colors as Butters. I call it kind of hot Butters. And uh, she's just gorgeous. Her name's Loki. And she's a part of the household now. She's foxy. And yeah. She's kind of shepherdy. She's so nice, too. She's got the curly tail yeah. and the happy face. B- Blue and Butters, and then we're terrified of her at first. Because she's way bigger. Just so much bigger. I mean, she's playful, but, you know, I don't know how to take a bigger dog because they haven't had a bigger dog around here, really. She's got that shepherd face. Oh, yeah, nice. totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, we were watching White Fang on Saturday morning, Wolfie. and she was like getting right up under the TV, watching it and barking at the screen and everything. I was like, "Awesome!" She's nice, Loki. Jelly, uh, her got into it over food once. That was pretty funny. It's funny because like I've seen multiple dog fights now. <laughs> Just over the years of now having four dogs, and you start to get desensitized, and you start to see when they're real fights and when they're not. Like they're just kind of working out a situation. It sounds horrible sometimes, and it does. Yeah, like the first time I saw Blue and Jelly almost fight, I thought it was like bloody and it's going to be this mess and this Kodiak bear fight. They didn't even touch each other. Yeah, (laughs) it's all just talk, posture. Yeah, that's all it is. And now they play and hang out together and they're little besties, you know. So it's awesome watching that little transformation with them. And That's everything. cool. So what you been up to today, man? Man, we um, I worked in the studio. I worked on a mix and I mended yeah. a fence and I busted my back. Oh, did you really? A little bit in a good way, just lifting. So. Dude, it's the worst though when your lower back's kind of hurting. It kind of it makes the day kind of rough. Don't rake and extend or like saw and extend right yeah uh i think today was the date as well back in the 40s when hitler crawled into his last little hideout before it became his like grave right yeah he moved into the fuhrer bunker right spell say that for me i don't know the fuhrer (laughs) yeah Went went into the the death bunk. Air raid shelter located near the Reich 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 Chancellery. I'm like part German, and I should be able to say this stuff right. I am not in Berlin. The bunker became his final headquarters, where he stayed until his death in 1945. When there's more that happened today, yeah. So Hitler 
got busted up today. Yeah. Put the fear of other people. You got turned back in yeah. soil. All right. So this is an aggressive day. What else? Uh, prohibition begins in the United oh, States great, in 1920. Yeah. Try to put a stranglehold on this. This is like, this is where it goes to Shia LaBeouf and his family uh, from Lawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hardy, those guys were up in Kentucky running moonshine, you know, paying off all the local governors and everything. Love that movie. Um, the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which prohibited the manufacture, sale, and transportation of alcoholic beverages, went into effect on January 16, 1920. Mark at the beginning of the Prohibition Era. The deadliest earthquake in history. I saw that. Yep. Up in China. That was kind of gnarly. Yeah. The f- and the last one we had was the first Hello Kitty project. All right. Um. The first product bearing the Hello Kitty character. Do you know that character? Because I got like, I mean, as an old man, I'm like going to judge you if you do. I heard it, but I didn't <laughs> stick to it. I didn't, you know. I have a Hello Kitty account, it? and I have the app on my oh. iPad. I guess it's soft and fuzzy. When Allie right. was little, you know, I guess that's when it started to get popular. It was just these little Asian, you know, art kind of character and creatures, Made little stuffed animals and everything. Okay. And I guess there were books and TV show Hello Kitty. Okay. I don't know the origin in a in the proper way, but. You probably do. I just remember that as a kid, you know, and uh, I know how popular it is now. It's insane. It's everywhere. Um, the first product bearing Hello Kitty. And uh, by Sanrio on January 16th, 1964. The character would go on to become one of the most iconic and recognizable characters worldwide. And T has no idea who they are. You damn hermit. I don't, I don't but when I read the China thing, the earthquake, I thought, <clears throat> I thought about, I wonder if we got some kind of, like we don't always get earthquakes here in Florida, yeah. but if we got like something jiggled, you know, off of Europe and we're just fixing to get a uh big uh tsunami yeah i wonder if it would go up like all the saint john's and every you know uh t you bring a good question lake worth all the inlets and swell way inland okay you bring you bring something that i've kind of been thinking about and i i guess i haven't gotten you on the microphone to ask you this and record it so you ready um you saw the the tsunami in japan that was the most recent big one yeah and then the sri lanka yeah we saw the effects of those yeah Knowing where we're positioned, you have the Cape Canaveral, right? And then you have the Indian and Banana Rivers kind of shielding us. Or It's a water. So tell me when off the coast of Africa, I think is when they have their big earthquake. Or Palmyra, the it, island. Okay, because that's where the big Palmyra fault goes. line over there is, right? Like right off the coast of Africa. There's all kind of stuff, but the hot one I seen was the Palmyra one that could slough off. It already has sloughed off, and it faces us, and it, it looks like the one that, that could go from North Brazil to Nova Scotia. Like okay. Big shockwave. And, and if that happens, here's what's gonna happen. Like, what is Florida? Like, what? Where? Like, there's gonna be where's Lampa Media Studio and Vibe Farmer Studio? Where? I, I mean, okay. Where, where we at? Most importantly. When that big swell starts feeling the the shore and the continental shelf off of Cape Canaveral, which is a point, you know, there's going to be like a, I don't know if this is physically possible, but maybe like a 300-foot apex, and Kai Lenny is going to be on the left, and Nathan Florence is going to be on the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably and, will and, be one that and, uh, right there to take out all the, the launch pads. And Johnny Utah will be on shore waiting for him to come in to arrest him. Yeah, once every like... 50-year storm. This has to be like a 200. Uh, yeah, I think I think there probably would be a giant clapper there, and I think it, it seems like it. If I it mean, and, beefy, it and more than just the wave itself, I mean, wouldn't we have just like a like a, a wall of like 50-foot tall, just water pushing towards us like it did in Japan and Sri Lanka? Yeah, it'd probably be. Because like it comes in kind of like the water all water. just yeah. leaves. So we're going to be able to like you be at Play Linda and there's no water, there's no beach anymore because it's all been eroded away. See that? Step on the gas and head. And if you're there and you have like a Daytona like where you can drive on a beach, it's all yeah. run. And the well, you can't even run because the you're kinda, are going to get clogged and ain't yeah. nobody going nowhere. 
Yeah, you're done. Everybody's going to get done a stolen something. boat and try and get, but it's going to, I think in a whitewater, it could whitewater all over the Merritt Island and, and get into the rivers. I, I, I would think us. so, right? I mean, I would think that we would be like even right where I am right now, underwater. I think this might be the beginning of like a point break right here. I'm just kidding. But uh, I don't know if you'd be underwater, but um, what do you like? Tw- I'm, let's take a guess at how high above sea level you are right here. Probably not. <laughs> 12, 15? Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know even know what that means, but just seems like two barrier islands if it does a big peak. I mean, what are we, a couple miles in from the Indian River inland right now? I think the point would help magnify and maybe dissipate for like right here. But if you is where there wasn't a point like, like Daytona Beach and Flagler where it just comes right up to the shore, yeah, it might be worse up there, but... So you think 15 feet above, you think we're going to be maybe at the border of okay? Like maybe that ditch back there will be swollen up from, in like... Like I've seen that thing swollen up from just a hurricane a couple of years ago, and, and the water was 10 feet off my wall. Yeah, so... If so it, right where my yeah. raised beds are back there was underwater. Yeah, I just wonder what's going to come up all the rivers and how yeah. far is that... Just the, like you said, the the swell up of water. Not the, that's intense, right? Yeah, it could happen, man. I mean, when you had the hurricanes, you had to be you know in a little John boat going yeah. back and forth just to get to a vehicle and just to you know you know operate as normal and live your life. I did. You know, and uh, a tsunami. It, ah, that's insane. That's insane. Did I tell you about? The graduation thing that I went to, no, in a, the boat thing, mm. I went to see my best friend uh, and a bunch of friends, but I saw Frank Frulia, right? Okay, and so I stayed out a little bit late, you know. But normally I wasn't staying out late because I had to take the boat through the swelled up swamp with the gators and stuff. Oh man! And I, I got home. I was like, man, uh, that's intense. I forgot the water went down a little bit, and I got to walk through like. 50 feet of like almost knee deep to get you know not not knee deep but like it was shallow for a long way and i had to like it was night and i was like damn i didn't plan this good and i did like a, a sprint like you're just trusting like a dark water trust uh walk you know, was that what it could be called a dark water trust walk it was a walk for two steps then it was like a run with the boat and then tippy toe tippy toe tippy toe tippy toe run splashing and hopping in as soon as i could it was weird that that is vulnerable because it's like a long driveway winding not winding but just a little bit of a turn in it and then you have a big loop and within that area there gator fest when i'm in a boat you know i'm looking because that's when everything opens up and it's like anything could be sitting right on any side remember when we went out there when it's flooded to that little peninsula it was yeah man and you were nervous because you were like there are gators right there i don't want nothing to get behind us Cause we were on a little spit and if, yeah, there was a, <laughs> so many gators, probably, probably like 30 right there. It's pretty insane that we do live within that peacefully. Shout out to Frank. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. With help, with the help of people like Frank, who is, uh, what is he doing this weekend or Friday? What Friday we got night, going on? Ego Fest. Eco fest. We've been talking. Just Frank's ego fest. No, no, it's eco fest. <laughs> um, it's second annual eco fest Heck Friday yeah. at um, Coco Village yep. all day. Speakers. It's like a two part thing, animals. which is cool. Uh, I'm a part of these very important emails, you know, going on in the backdoor channels there, and um, it's pretty awesome seeing everybody and the organization, and it kind of goes to. A hat tip to Frank for and bands at night. What it takes to juggle and set up a a little fest, a full festival. And I mean, last year was just like let's get out here and just wing it, and let's learn from our mistakes, and let's have fun, and let's set the groundwork for for just doing it better and better every year. And so last year he came in, and we did the. Eco- I had a blast last year. A lot of equipment failures. <laughs> You know what I mean? But, uh, and saving things, but man, just sitting out there handing out t shirts and stickers and just talking to people and having fun and meeting some of the other, you know, exhibits out there and letting the kids run around. And we had acai bowls out there too. 
yeah freaking baller and uh burger robs was out there and dude, it was so cool uh axe throwing they had a little place where you could throw axes and everything uh katie our friend had they had like this tie-dye setup booth over there it was so cool man and uh this year now it's coco village yeah leveling it up a little bit taking it to uh the big the big times always love that venue though uh, through the years you know always look at it and be like man it's underrated you know because sandpoint has so so much potential and and it's so nice as is like i love it out there but in coco village it also it's old history it's beautiful the setup they have a lot of reggae festivals and a lot of bands and a lot of big things happening out there on a consistent basis i feel like it's the right spot for for the eco fest this this time and friday is pretty cool because you have the full day with their educational sessions there's all kinds of learning and you know because kids are in school during the day on friday and then boom after five o'clock the music's going to turn on and uh, a lot of people are going to be setting up their booths and sharing, a, you know, what they what they bring to the table and get to kind of shine a spotlight on the sponsors and you get to do, uh, they got some raffles out there. I don't know what's going on with the raffles this year. I want a, um, a leather uh, gator. That was oh, a uh, big black skin. Yeah. That's cool. I want to hang it up and yeah, put it in here. That's gonna, really cool. I was thinking about putting it up there on the top over top. They're going to have live gators there during the day. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to get frank on before but i just didn't want to hit him up because it was just too busy he's been busy and i didn't want to bug him and dude he's every ounce of energy has got to be going into this you know it does especially knowing him you know excuse me <laughs> what are you doing over there smoothie right? was too good the smoothie's good yeah. isn't it Got the, yeah um yeah man ecofest man i'm looking forward to that what are what are all the bands it's gonna be uh so quill and kyle they're going to do some acoustic sets. Okay. Um, I can't wait. With some people. You know, they got, uh, so they both got an acoustic set. And uh, so then after that, it'll be. I look forward to that. Yeah, me as well. Quill, she has a voice, man. Like she really, she, man. I can't wait. She's a good presence, man. I like following her on his, on uh, Instagram. She's got a great vibe. Yeah, yeah she really does, man. Uh, so after that, it's going to be uh, Confessional Kids. Mm-hmm. And that's a like four piece, uh, rock band. Right? Okay, three piece. Okay, from the area. I guess I don't know where they want to call their origin, but uh, she, I think she is in Gainesville, going to school right now. Okay, <clears throat> awesome. It might be like a Sanford. Well, I expected you to know the family, the parents, the, the lineage. Ah, I failed. You know, I had a lot of questions for you, man. Um, I <laughs> think, yeah. After that's Kyle and the Eight Minute Mile. I'm, Heck yeah. I met his parents. Okay. I fived him. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're, things are perking am I, up. Am so I redeemed? Who, the mother, what's her name? Gladys. Okay. It ain't Gladys. Okay. It ain't. Gladys Knight? No, it ain't, but I did. Uh, That's awesome. Meet the fam. I met, uh, yeah, I met all of Kate's well, family. Well, with Kyle and them, you've been kind of uh, working with them for a while now. Yes. Yes. Doing some production with them and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, uh, it's been a, a cool opportunity for you to really dig in and 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 get some of this new technology down from because when you guys did it back in the day with low pressure it was just a totally different ball game yeah and you've been like i've at our age i can't think of another person who, who i can say has put this much dedication and just time and effort into learning something to get to understand it when there's so many layers and there's so many things that can just make you want to stop doing it because music production is not easy. It's 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 amazing, you know, uh, that you do that. Cool. And uh, and you got these young guys that are out there go getting it, you know, and you're helping them along the way. They're helping you. Yeah. You know, and it's like this cool symbiotic thing. I feel like that's what it's supposed to be. It is. It's great. And you know? All the different uh, musicians that come through, you know, that's that's great too. Exactly. Yep, and and you are b- rebuilding the Vive Farmer Studio. Yes, where there will be a Vive Farmer podcast at some point. Yes, uh, and there's going to be like a whole setup there for everything, music production, yeah. video, all of it. Big jams. Yeah, man, just having good times. Yes, you know. So I look forward to that. I know you and Aaron were working on 
hanging a, a big door from Kelsey's, was it? Yeah, it was one of the original doors from KP. Oh, Kelsey's dude. Pizza. Yeah. Nick, I've I've never met Nick. Uh I know Nick only through other people. And he had a girl named Jen uh Clem okay. that worked there that I kind of talked into coming to work and print t shirts for me. Yeah. Uh, when we opened up our random wares company okay, and uh, had that running and she ran the whole show, her and uh, our, my friend Colleen. Um, and it was amazing that this girl, and then she went back to go work with Nick uh, again in another project. And, uh, you know, over the years, just kind of going there a lot, knowing who works there. Now we have our friend, Tim, you know, Gibbs that's still there. And just kills it, and you know, yeah. I fucking love Tim, man. I can't wait to get him on. I've been talking to him Same. on the side, yeah, him and Al. So we're gonna get them on for uh, for long here. Um, but seeing Nick throw these stories up, Kelsey's Pizza face, it's a Facebook, story, all on right? Facebook. He's just throwing this all these old photos, and then heartfelt, like very detailed, memorable uh, moments and stories, and kind of shining a light on these employees that were big parts of Kelsey's and it's, it's a cool thing because social media has so much on it. That's just not that I'll say it's a deep, it's got deep roots. Kelsey's and Nick, you know, he's a really cool dude and a generous boss and he's a sponsor, a second year sponsor for the uh, eco fest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a, I worked at Kelsey's right. Yeah. And, uh, it was a time of my life, you know, it was so fun. It was, uh, it's always been fun. It's, know? um, it's very, we used to, I worked at Subway over there and we would trade our bread right after yep. it came out of the oven and our cookies right when they came out. Oh, that's great. In exchange for Alfredo sauce. Yummy. So we could dip our bread. You know, what my jam is right. What's that? Spinach pie. Oh yeah. I've been getting them. The mini group. I've actually been ordering them myself now. Yummy. They're really good. They are. With the salad, you know, you get really the salty good. and the cold. Yeah, and... man. Yeah. It's, uh, I've always liked their tor- tortellini just fino. Yeah. Like, I used to get that all the time. It's just amazing. Yeah. And so I think good. Pasta heller. There might be some new stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming onto the menu. Heck yeah. I seen them taste testing the other day. I was in there. They're, they're dude, they're pizzas. Like the Northern Italian, oh, yeah. I don't think anything can compete with that. I really don't. And I love pizza, and everybody's pizza is all like, I don't care who you are, I will talk good about your pizza. Cool. But that Northern Italian, time and time again, it's like you take a bite of it, and it's so good and rich and just unique. It's better than anything. It's the best. Yeah, you know, if you get it, that it's not going to be like a letdown. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Nick. Yeah. And the crew. Yeah, definitely. There's a new manager, right? His nephew. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's That's pretty cool. Wizard. Yeah, cook. Um, I wanted to get into something. So my job right now, you know, I'm in logistics, and we haul produce and stuff, and we work with uh, big customers on uh, lining up uh, transportation services and uh, uh, and whatnot to uh, – uh, pick up produce in uh, California, Washington, Canada, Mac- you know, wherever we got you know, to be, North wherever America, we're permitted. Right? North America. Yep, okay. exactly. And uh, don't do anything international that I know of. I mean, we have we have one guy, driver, that goes up to Alaska for deliveries. That's pretty cool. But um, this big storm, it started up in northern New York, right? And it was pretty hardcore. It got real cold up in New York, what, like a week or so ago. And then from there, then, uh, like, the Midwest got, like, hit real hard. And up in Washington, you know, I do a lot of apples and whatnot. And uh, I'm getting photos from these drivers and videos. I saw that video. It's insane, man. Like, the, what a truck driver has to go through to pick up from these warehouses to make sure that people have, you know, food, you know, and so there isn't like a news blitz of panic and no food at the shelves. I mean, these guys are, are bringing this product down. What were they bringing? Uh, apples. <clears throat> I mean, you know, apples are, we had a good crop this past year. When's the season so. finish out for apples from up there? 
See, it's weird for me. There's a strong, like, I, I'm not really in tune with the growing season myself. We can pull it up, though. Uh, but uh, on the shipping side of it. Okay. Like on the, uh, um, uh, it starts getting hot and heavy. You start getting a lot of shipments in the in the fall. Okay. You know, and then all through the holidays because everybody's doing their pies for Thanksgiving and all that. So the demand, a lot of these apples are stored for like a year. Okay. Before they even get thrown onto a truck. Great. So they kind of go through a process. You know that they've had up there, and, and I, it, it, it's pretty amazing uh, how they these guys operate. It really, and I like how they operate up there. And they take their weekends off in Washington, like a lot. Like when you're in California, you know, picking up stuff, they're open seven days a week. You can count on those, you know, farms and those operations having weekend services of loading trucks. In Washington, they're like, if you're not here by noon on Saturday, you're we'll see you Monday. Man, I'll, it, it's it's a pain in the butt for logistics, but as far as just like a way of life and having those weekends or having some time, yeah, you know, work hard during the week, but then have that time, you know, it's pretty cool. I definitely need that. Uh, but these guys are going through some crazy weather situation. It's minus thirty five degrees up there yesterday morning. Um, how are you going up and down these mountains with these icy roads, and you know you're chaining up and you're having to pick up and, you know, and deliver down to Florida in four or five days. It's taking, you know, guys are going 20 miles an hour Driving all, all the way across from Washington, all the way, at least till you get to Missouri. Even in Missouri, it's like that the whole little area through Illinois, Missouri, it's all ice. Like Don't my, break down. Yeah. It's bad. I saw a Chiquita truck was upside down uh, up there somewhere uh, today. But it's uh it's wild, man. These guys are just, I mean, they're doing some hard stuff, man. Yeah, it sounds like they're earning that money. You know that video that guy driving yeah. at night with the snow going across the road. It looked like if you went outside, you'd just die. Yeah, it's uh Montana is the way to go right now. It's snowy up there, but they're saying you know if, when you come through like the I eighty of like Cheyenne, Wyoming, you have to come through Utah, right? Ogden, Utah, and then Johnny cut over Utah. through Evanston, Wyoming, and you'll cut right through. Uh, rock, uh, what is it? Uh, um, yeah, Cheyenne, then you got like all through Nebraska, and then you're coming down through the corner of Nebraska and coming into Missouri, St. Joseph, Missouri, and Columbia, Missouri, and through uh, you know, Illinois. Well, some trucks are popping all the way down and coming to New Mexico and then cutting across Amarillo, Texas, you know, the Colorado, Colorado route, uh. But it, there's bad patches all the way across. So once you get to that Midwest, anywhere from like Chicago down to Texas, you just get a wall of ice, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just wild, man. It's wild how these guys can run like they do under these conditions with 80,000 pounds, you know, anywhere from 65 to 80,000 pounds of of total weight, you know, that they're trucking along on. So when they say yes to driving that load, somebody else is saying no, but they're making. There's a lot of people saying no, and and see the rates right now, the market rates. Yeah, they're not a whole lot better than they've been all year. So at first, drivers are like, "Well, screw this. Why am I going to do this? If I'm going to pay the same as always." Rates started climbing. Yes, you know, supply and demand. More the more people that stop that decide not to run, the higher the rates, the market rates are going to go. And uh, so it's been really nice for the trucks. They're getting a little boost you know, in their pockets and everything, but, uh, but they're really having to, to work hard for it. Like really it's insane to, to bring apples to like Publix and stuff. So yeah. people can like get the cart and just snatch it off the shelf. Yeah. Then you have crazy people like my, my favorite, one of my favorites is Max and Tina. Uh, they like to go to, to North Carolina to, there's a Publix, a distribution center up there. that's new and it's not far from where they live. And, uh, you know, they'll have like three, four, five pickups to do, and they're going from place to place in negative 30 degree icy situations. They're doing these, you know, mountain passes. So they're doing some steep inclines and declines. That's and, sketchy. you know, you're up there in Washington and the Rockies and whatnot, you know, on the edge of a lot Don't of that. Wipe out. It's wild, dude, you know, and, uh, He's like, I bet I get all four pickups on, and I bet I still deliver early, <laughs> you know. Skills. But but and it's because he like he he's the guy that will always take a video of you 
when he's uh, uh, he'll be going down the road and he'll be taking photos of other trucks all on the side broke down or tipped over or slid out on the and he's like ha ha because he knows what he's doing yeah but he had like a good nugget of knowledge that I've shared with everybody that you know that I can that man I'm we're all taking Montana you know they don't shut the roads down there's it's no snow up there right now on the roads and everything but all through that corridor wyoming and everything where everybody goes because that's the most efficient and fastest route everybody will go that way and then all the roads will shut down and open up and shut down and that's all that canadian air just piping right to it yep it's wild man right on those planes you know you don't got a lot of wind break yeah i was looking at the do you ever go to the earth null school the wind map of the globe you always go on there and show that it's pretty cool man you could throw it up there if you want. Okay. Let me get a bite of this acai bowl real quick. So, yeah, um, I was just looking when it was really trying to be cold here. The wind was kind of piping, like, straight from Alaska and just coming right across, you know, at a diagonal. Yeah, man. Hitting us from the west. Yeah, it's wild. Null school. Taking what is it like? A, it's like a Google map thing, isn't it? It's a, where it just shows all the wind currents and the patterns. and the, It's a global map of the like the wind and pollen yeah, and other stuff. Earth.nullschool.net. Yeah. N-U-L-L-S-C-H-O-O-L.net. All that That's wind cool. down in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. It was... Uh, that is cool how that works. You showed this to me, and I've got on... Isn't there an app that does this, too? Windy. Okay. Those two little spots where it pipes real fast across, like, Lake Nicaragua, and then up there in the Bay of Campeche. And, and you're seeing through the Gulf, like of Mexico... Just that wind that's just shooting straight down. So that's coming up through Canada, through the Midwest, and straight down, isn't it? They got uh, that lake there in Nicaragua. You got like freshwater sharks, right? Because it Mm. got pinned in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Footnote. That's wild. What else we got? Burly weather (laughs) over here. uh, It's wild to think that all the way down to like the Great Lakes and all that, that's just a receding. Um, that's just a receding, um, um, a super lake wall of ice, like a glacier that, that's all result from that. It's crazy. So there's been a bunch of shark attacks and, and fatalities lately in Australia. I mean, like lately, like, why, why do you got to make it? Why do you got to make, why got to say fatalities? <laughs> Cause some people they are, went know. to the next. It wasn't good. Fatality. Some young people, man. It was. I think there was like a fifteen. Aren't we? We. I haven't heard much about shark bites on our coast this year too much. Uh, you know, I haven't heard too many. I think there was a big, uh, maybe a great white was near the coast here somewhere. What's her name? Like Catherine or something? I don't know if it was that one. No. uh, Did we talk about the one that went in the inlet up in Hatteras, up in North Carolina? Went way up like a Oregon Inlet. Went way, it'd be like going in Smyrna and cruising and popping out Sebastian Inlet. It did that kind of thing. It went way to the backwaters. Whoa. Yeah, it took a little a journey. Well, let me see what's going on over here. Yeah, like Jaws, right? Yeah. That was based on a true story. There's bull sharks in the Indian River bull and all shark. that. Bull shark. Right? Yeah. Lots of them. Yeah, there's some bull sharks. Mm. But, the you know, the gators scare me more than a bull shark, and I was... I got a buddy that tells me, like, when the water gets green in the river, he goes, oh, I'd go dive the, the railroad bridge or whatever. I'm like, that's insane. You're trying to get one of them no black way. drum. But Guess who else? All the fishermen, all the guides and all that will take you over there, and that's where they take you over there by the railroad bridge to drop down. In a cage. And get those big-ass freaking drum. Yeah, yeah. It's insane, man. But you know there's some big gators. They're right on the Titusville Bridge, too. Yeah, yeah. Right there. I mean, we caught one that was probably 20, 30 pounds. Did you ever uh, catch the sail cats when you was a kid? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, we did at the beach a lot. Big. Big ones at the beach, we yeah. caught them at the river. And then we, well, when we were fishing over at Holliver Canal and all those little side chain roads and everything to the yep. south, 
mm-hmm. side of it. Um, then there's Dummett Cove down yeah. a little bit further down. So in between Dummett Cove and Holliver. That's your jam. That's where we used to go. Yeah, I remember and that. there used to be some sail cats. Like you'd either catch catfish all day or a small trout with the occasional large trout all day. And then if you got lucky, a redfish would come through. Okay, pop quiz. Would you go right now, like tomorrow, in that water and get it in your ear hole, that river water up there? Would you do it? Would you swim in it? Would you dunk your head in that? Or or would you go, like, to the river over? Here's, here's what yeah. I'll say. I've been at the St. John's in the last couple of years, and I've gone underwater. That's way different. I've been, you know, at the in the ocean. Indian River. Would I have not been Indian in in the Indian River and swam, and I couldn't Ever? tell you how long. But it's been a long time. Would it, you think it's a health risk? <sighs> I mean, I think it is. Would I probably risk it because I'm one of those humans that doesn't overly protect myself from all of the things that could harm me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I might get in it. I won't eat the fish in it anymore. I there it that. is. Yeah. I definitely won't do that. Because we used to go fish all the time back there and bring it home and cook it and eat it. But you can now. Uh, so all those... Like Stell and all them, everything that they're bringing to yeah. the table. Like, how can you when you see that? You know what I mean? Like, they're bringing... You got PFOS up in that moment. It's PFOS Foss, and also every causeway from, like, Melbourne to here, the, yeah. the spits of land they did to make the bridge short. Mm-hmm. That has stopped the when the wind is... Uh, blown like north and south the movement it, mm-hmm. you know the the north end of the river here is so stagnant and it doesn't get i think it I, you know they're talking about it needs to be agitated and it cleaned up because they're gonna put a wave pulling up there outside of hammock <laughs> road right yeah. it has to get clean enough for us to be in first so yeah that's uh yeah i don't want to i mean are there any master plans out there to clean up the river well that's that's that that have been given any kind of attention or run for just frank's wave pool thing yeah uh <laughs> you know everybody wants to 100 like, percent of the fact <laughs> frank's wave pool. yeah it's fact oh oh my wave pool and it has to be clean enough to swim in before we do that and it should just be clean enough to get in right man yeah because it, it, it has to be for the public for the for humans i to, swam in it when i was a kid you, yeah you have to be able to at least be to have the waterways a, of your community clean enough to be able to eat a fish out of it or at least swim in it. We should have And a lot of people that. swim in it all the time. If you go over, over across the bridge, I mean, see there's it. people out there every weekend. Did you see where they closed the north side of the causeway there? You can't be uh-huh. on the beach. Oh, you can't drive on it, but you can still walk and set up your pop-ups. You just have to walk down and stay yeah, on the same. Fence. Yeah, well, what they did is they were trying to, what was happening is, is there are so many cars and people. And they're trying to beautify beautification, trying to keep the, the, the cars off of the road that's what trampling plants? Well, I guess like engines with oil that leaks oh, yeah, and then going right stuff. into the into the river right yep. there where they're parked, you know. But I mean, if you really think about it, there's still jet skis being thrown in there left and right, probably doing the same thing. I saw a lot of hunters a couple like three or four weeks ago lined up with their boats waiting to, for the go-ahead or whatever. There was mm-hmm. a lot of hunters. I've seen like three ducks. Oh, yeah. The, the, there's not nearly the amount of ducks that you that we normally used to see there. When we were kids. But it's could, loaded. Because that's a hot them. spot. It's beautiful, man. I mean, if you jump out of a plane, that's why it's so popular to, to skydive here in town. It's a beautiful view coming down. You got all these marshes and waterways, and it's beautiful. And what's that perfect for? For ducks. So when we were little... Scott and I, when we was kids, you could drive through there, and if you rolled your window down, you could hear him doing the rap, 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 just ducking. You there ain't any kind of ducking going on now. It's just a meager. You see some few coots here and there. And, it's meager and off, uh, off the river there, down across from Eliancito. It used to be in the seventies, pretty packed up there on a mm-hmm. northwest wind day. They'd huddle up there. It ain't shit. Yeah, it, yeah there's no not doubt. much. No doubt. Agree more. A duck deficit. You heard about the lip balm for ducks? Quack salver. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Dump dump. I need to have that little thing on there. Um, Where's the applaud sample? Oh yeah. Thank you. Nice bit of knowledge there, T. Thank you. Um, what else do we have? 
Oh, Scott told me not to lip smack on the street. Sorry. <laughs> well, man. Did we cover it? I think we covered everything. Half episode. We kind of talked about having a half episode. I mean, how far so in are we? Episode. Let me. We're an hour in, dude. We're uh, we probably been talk. We kind of. I liked our before the intro. We talked about a lot of good stuff too. I might cut some of that up to add to the show. Cut, copy, paste. Boom, boom. Um. Yeah. Hey, um, we should give a shout out. Yeah, what you got? If anybody feels like going over to uh, the Ears podcast and checking out the podcast with Kyle, cat that's running the sound for uh, EcoFest. Heck yeah, it's a it's a good. I've been list. trying in our Facebook group. Any, I've I've been bad about getting on social media much the last couple of weeks, but uh, anytime I do go on, uh, Frank's doing a great job of spreading it out there. So I'm just copying. I'm sharing it. If you uh, guys are on social media. You see anything for the EcoFest, shine some light on it, man. It's it's actually for a really good thing. Uh, Frank does a lot of, uh, he does a lot of uh, data collecting yeah, and providing uh, a lot of that information. And he teams up with your people like Stel Bailey and all these just amazing humans. And his podcast, I had so much fun when I was on it. Uh, being able to go over to Titusville High School and get in this production room and do that. It was so cool. Uh, to see these young kids learning this technology and being in it and then providing that that video and everything for Frank to and, to and do. It's, it's amazing. For Frank and his people to run ears, you know. Uh, you're and helping. you help a lot with ears as well. Yes, indeed. So when you help ears, you know, it's everything Scott said, but then behind the scenes it's him going out to nooks and crannies way out in the woods and dipping a sample oh garage checking this on water see what's living or see if there's some getting stuck in six foot deep water somebody hunting where they shouldn't be or littering or whatever you know yep. he's uh he's doing the the thing up front and running around but he's also out in the woods and out in a boat and out on the cape out on the air force base i don't know how he does it man it's insane it's amazing how he, how he does all everything that he does it's, it's absolutely amazing i can't wait to see you frank on friday uh, you've been so busy. After all this calms down, we want to get you on the show to talk about how it went. Hey, and we got to get him to talk about the shark fest that he saw. Okay, a bunch of lemon sharks out there, doing definitely kind of out in the point. Yeah. Definitely, um, Frank. We love you, buddy, and uh, yeah, we'll see you dude. on Friday, dude. We got a lot of shout outs. Probably, who else we got? We got. <laughs> hey, well, we got Pat we got Fisher. tons of them. Who Pat are they Fisher, all? Uh, Fisher <laughs> Nissan, exactly. You know that was another. That's one I wanted to bring up uh, earlier when we were talking. And hello again, books. He uh, uh, Pat Fisher. I got to yeah. talk to him. Uh, I was getting my truck worked on. The service department over at Pat Fisher has always done a great job for me. They care. Uh, yeah, they'll even take you if you you know uh, need to just drop it off and get a ride back to your house, you know, or to your office to work. They have a, a service that'll just drive you. You know, just a cab that'll just take you right where you need to go. And then they'll come pick you up to get your car back if you need it as well. They're on top of their game. And, uh, man, the tech, he helped me with everything I needed with my truck. It was great. Uh, I got to sit out and talk about, you know, everything that Frank was doing and, you know, the help that they were given. And it was just a really good conversation. Uh, Pat really loves Frank as well and and is in his corner, man. It's cool. Yeah. And, it, and it's cool to see. It's very cool. That uh, it's cool seeing Frank spread his wings in this in this county and and this EcoFest is a Gold big tone. thing that's sharing that Gold Tone is and they're the uh, the the closing act the closing act right is Robin the Hood yeah so they make all these hybrid instruments and and guitars and whatnot oh yeah and Gold Tone's amazing I mean it's a gem that's been sitting here building some of the finest quality instruments for how long forever and. The guy that Wayne, the big dog, him and his wife, they started a band. Uh, they've had a band forever, and it's all those stringed instruments, and mm-hmm. it's like you know they got fiddles and whatnot. Um, Heck yeah, man! It's, I think they're gonna play for an hour and a half. I can't wait. Like my daughter, we're all coming right after work and school. Uh, we're gonna be running over. I know there's gonna be a lot of things and and educational exhibits and everything during the daytime. Yep. Starting around four or five, you know, music and everything, and some raffles and and all that hubbub. So we're going to go have fun, and a lot of people are, that I know are going. Yeah. So we're just going to go enjoy that evening down there in Cocoa Village. Yeah, we hope anybody hears this comes or spreads away. Definitely. And, uh, man, on the on the future of this podcast, yeah, 
Uh, we have a lot of, uh, now that things are kind of flowing a little bit better and easier, I got kind of a little bit more technology here that actually I can rely upon to be a little more, uh, you know, we can kind of reach a little further and uh, give uh, California a few phone calls. Oh, yeah. We have some friends out there we want to talk to. Cool. Um, we have some guys up in Kentucky I want to talk to. Um, so uh, we'll be using this and we'll be having a lot of people on the show here coming up. We got a lot kind of in store. Yes, we do. All right. Well, let me get our little intro, and then we are in. Do I got all the prank calls? Oh yeah. In here, I'm just gonna here. Right, ready. All right. Hello. 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 Hi. Stop Hi, stealing my Wi-Fi. What? You've been using my Wi-Fi. <laughs> I looked up your IP address and found your phone number. Whatever. Then why That's did your great. search history appear when I signed Whatever. in? Explain that. What? How'd you even get my password? What? You a hacker? Who the hell is this? I'm not arguing with you. Just stop or I'm going to get the police involved. <laughs> that was my mom. I love your mom. I like that. Uh, um, we got to get Ryan. Man, there's some really good ones in here. Here's a. Uh, Everybody fell out. Look. All the dogs out cold? Yeah, they made it. Let's, uh, let's end it then. Piece of cord. Let's do it. Wow. Thank you, guys. And we'll see uh, Colleen uh, next episode. Have fun with uh, Marky there. Put your shirt in, buddy. Daisy's in a two-top screaming from the top of her lungs. This all ends tonight. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Sharp, Shan, sharp, sorry.